wow, have I made some bad choices over the years. Stuff even dumber than back in Betamax, New Coke, and chewable contraception. But in my defense, how was I to know they'd all go ass over no tits like a 12-year-old gymnast? See, I do watch the news. But as I sit back and reminisce over a light pale sherry and a can of beer nuts, it occurs to me that my personal eighth wonder of the world fuck-up was thinking that I could be a life insurance salesman, which today is about as pointless as an eight-track Walkman. But back then I was young, idealistic, and hopeful, which meant I was as sharp as a wet hamster. So when the family insurance guy wandered into the hellhole I called work and offered me a swig off his hip flask, it didn't take much to convince me I could be the Donald Trump of the insurance biz. He said it was a lucrative, time-honored, and respected career, and if I wanted to spend a weekend on his yacht, with him and his trusted manservant, Death Grip Melvin, he'd show me just how fun it could be. I passed on the weekend, which in hindsight is the only ass-fucking I managed to avoid in this whole mess. If I hadn't been such a babe in the woods, I would have noticed that most people only had insurance that they got free from their jobs, which meant that the people who would buy it from a guy like me weren't exactly business savvy. These were mostly people who lived in shacks made of old jello pudding cups and thought a sound investment was buying secondhand diapers for their squalling kids so they could afford the Tyson pay-per-view fight. And into this wilderness wandered I, wearing my bad suit and rumpled tie and looking like Bill Gates, if Bill was broke and had a haircut that looked even more like a nerd than he does now, and driving a Buick LeSabre, the ultimate granny mobile. And there I was, slinging my briefcase of insurance justice in places you'd have to rebuild to qualify as slums. Am I the only one that gets a full body shiver and pisses himself when you see such obvious tragedy about to unfold? I was held up at gunpoint about twice a week. It got to the point that the guys holding me up knew me so well that they'd bring me a taco and a fresca and let me sit in the shade while he rifled my car. And selling life insurance is door-to-door, like encyclopedia salesmen. For the unenlightened, an encyclopedia was a printed version of Wikipedia, just without the basement-dwelling fuckbents around to edit everything and piddle on it like an incontinent rhino. So I was verbally abused in about 18 different languages, I had more dogs sicked on me than you find in Michael Vick's game room, and was forced to endure two blowjobs against my will just to collect money. To this day, I still cry when Wilford Brimley comes on TV to talk about Quaker Oats, but even worse than that was what I had to do to make the sale. See, it's not easy to sell insurance. Insurance is there to take care of things if you get hurt or killed, and most people try not to think about that shit. And my job as an agent was to go into these Norman Rockwell settings and somehow work the Grim Reaper into it. And the holidays were the worst. They actually trained me to take the most beautiful occasion to smear dog shit all over them. Even Christmas! If you're having trouble wrapping your head around how you could actually do something like that, here's a typical Christmas sales pitch. Hiya, Robert. How's it going? Hey, mind if I call you Bob? Cool. So, did you have a good Christmas? Glad to hear it. I see little Susie got that incontinent Care Bear doll she wanted. How old is she? Five? Aw, and so much life ahead of her, too. And that's quite the little woman there, Bobbo. And pregnant again? You stallion, you. Well, I'm glad Santa was so good to you this year. But you know, something you need to think about? What if you f***ing die next year? What if you get hit by a car on your way to take out the trash tomorrow, Bob? And you only have $100,000 worth of insurance? You selfish, evil fuckstick! Don't you care about your family? You heartless b***h! You know, little Susie will be turning for pennies off the interstate next year before she gets that dialysis care bear next Christmas because of you, you cocksucker. But obviously your wife's fertile. At least you had enough foresight to turn her into a cum guzzling whore. You're going to be swatting on Satan's abachi at hell, Judas, unless you sign this policy right f- now. You worthless syphilitic anal wart. Sign it. F- sign it. And then I'd leave, check in hand, Bob and spouse and Susie and unborn fetus all crying and shaking in the doorway behind me, and I'd go home and crack open the first of many bottles of Jägermeister that night. This was about the time I started thinking that it's more noble to tell dick jokes. 
Insurance these days is like a lottery, except with the lottery you might actually win something. With insurance, the only payoff is when you die, crash the car, or blow out your O-ring after a bad case of chicken and a biscuit farts. None of which really inspires folks to be a winner. And if you beat the odds and live through all of this shit, you get back nothing. Absolutely diddly squat. The best insurance is the stuff you get at work. It covers most emergencies and leaves you with enough money to spend on Tang, a Dance Dance Revolution game, and a cheerleader outfit. And Penthouse pays big bucks for those picks, believe you me. Hey, I used to have nice tits. So this is Pointy Weasel at point.furryhost.com and movio.com saying that no matter what anyone tells you, the only way to prepare for emergencies in retirement is to save and invest your money. Put it in a Roth IRA or your 401k, or even better, Star Wars action figures. Because Lucas is dead set on raping this franchise for all it's worth. And admit it, that Jabba the Hutt orgy set really looks cool. Yeah.